Welcome to the Good Athlete Podcast, the voice of the Good Athlete Project. Today we're talking about three really cool presentations. One of them happened last night, one of them is going to happen on Sunday, and one of them won't happen until December, uh, but they'll be really fun to talk about. So the first is... Um, a, a panel actually that I was part of last night at Kenilworth Union Church up in a suburb north of Chicago. Um, it was about the opioid epidemic. Super interesting. Uh, a necessary conversation. We got to talk about this stuff. Um, Sunday, we have something called the Beyond Strength Clinic. It's a professional development clinic slash workshop. Really cool out in uh, Northbrook, Illinois, another suburb north of Chicago, just off the highway. Really, really cool. Um, and December is the power athlete symposium. We were, Alex, you and I were down there, um, in Austin last December. We're going back this December, all very exciting stuff. So yeah, so that's, that's where we're jumping off last night, Kenilworth union church, opioid addiction, very cool conversation. Yeah. Tell us something, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Like who was there? What was the format of it? You know, what, what, what did you guys really get into about it? So yeah, that's a that's a good question. So uh, who was there? I'll I will say this. I'm reading bios right now. So Jim DeFrancesco, super cool guy. Used to work for the DEA. He is a uh, he's a professor at Loyola right now in forensics. Knows all about that stuff. Obviously, uh, a guy named Brian King, who's the Hinsdale chief of police, and he used to be um, the Wilmette chief of police for years. Um, has dealt with this over and over and over again, sadly. Uh, and Marsha Pesavento, who is uh, a mother of a hockey player who has uh, overdo- overdosed uh, multiple times, actually, at this point. And, and uh, her story is a just a really touching, um, sobering, I hope that's the appropriate term, one, meaning like it really kind of puts a face to the opioid epidemic. We're gonna talk about some numbers here, but it's always important to sort of color those numbers with actual human experiences. So yeah. like, here, here's what was so interesting to it about me. Like, like the op- most things are comprised in my opinion, um, I'm not sure I'm an expert in anything, but I think I know a lot about human development, psychology, and, and really just human behavior. And oftentimes uh, we, we, can, we, we ought to think of human behavior through three lenses, environment, environmental factors, physiological factors, and psychological factors. And it's somewhere in the overlap of those three things that we find um, like what enters the world, the behaviors that enter the world. Um, And like the opioid epidemic is, I don't know, it's such an interesting blend of those three things because, well, the obvious thing or what might be obvious to people is that the, the, the chemical hooks in with the opioids, especially the, the really heavy duty manufactured ones are just like, we don't have much that's like that, that right. resembles that. It's so chemically addictive. Um, the psychological hooks are a very interesting one. And the environmental thing is just a, all, all these factors interplay in a way that I wasn't aware of quite so much um, when I was first asked to do this panel. I was brought in more for the psychology side and the other guys are the sort of the experts in some of the other areas. Now in the research, just to prep myself, I found out some really interesting things. Uh, um, yeah. Like the, the, the story of how kind of uh, opioids got into the mainstream, I think is one of the really interesting yeah. things you and I were talking about a little bit before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what you found in that. It, it, 
Exactly. So you're totally right. And, and, and the reason I think it's so interesting is because in my conscious lifetime, I've never not known opioids or heroin or things like that to be a real epidemic. I always just sort of assumed they were. I heard about them in the news, whatever. But it's, this is like a recent phenomenon. Um, 1995 is when the FDA approved, I believe it was OxyContin or something close to it. Um, and the reason is this, for those who uh, don't know about it, um, this family of drugs were, was already being abused. OxyContin was created, content being continuous, um, short for the word continuous, because OxyContin was supposed to have a continuous release of the drug into the system um, w instead of an acute, real heavy burst of the drug into the system. And for that reason, they supposed it would be less addictive, uh, more difficult to abuse, and, and et cetera, et cetera. They were, they were really wrong. Right. Yeah. Too. Um, but FDA approval in 95, uh, 96, Purdue Pharmaceuticals started really, really pushing this stuff forward. Um, within a few years, it was a billion, billion dollar industry. Here we are in 2018. Uh, and it's a health epidemic, a national, probably a worldwide health epidemic, but certainly locally. Um, and again, like you said, just to sort of supplement that with some numbers, it, it's either 132, 142, somewhere in that region, 132, I'll say. Americans die daily um, because directly from a direct result of the opioid crisis that we're in. Mm -hmm. And for people who might say, well, 132 out of millions isn't that much. Well, um, it is the equivalent of 9-11 every three weeks in terms of uh, American lives lost. So freaking just like startling. I didn't know it was, I knew it was a concern. I didn't know it was this bad. Do you know off the top of your head if those numbers, like when they talk about overdoses or people that die uh, yeah. as a result, like does that include people who uh, die of a heroin overdose who maybe got introduced to heroin through opioids? Or well, heroin are... is an opioid. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, so, I, so that's a good – I guess it's a good question. I don't think it's distinguishable. Uh, this could be abuse of pharmaceutical opioids, mm -hmm. abuse of heroin and, and street – versions of these drugs um i think it's all of it together okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay good question um I, I don't know that that accounts here's a, a supplement i don't know that it accounts for the crime related deaths associated with the opioid trade though right there you go so i, I don't know about that you know what i mean mm -hmm. like um you know gun violence tied to the distribution of this stuff i don't know if that's taken into, into account or not but anyway a really interesting discussion. I don't have an answer for it, but such a such a cool panel to be a part of. So grateful for um, the fellow panelists. Julie Peterson is just such an amazing Julie. Pe I think you may have met her before. Julie Peterson is a journalist, a mom, just a really cool, active community member. She organized and helped put this thing on. She was great. So super grateful for the opportunity. Um, very quickly, in short, I would say one thing that I took from it was. Um, well, two things that I took from it. One was, um, if you are addicted to opioids, like that stigma has got to go away. Right. You know, there are freaking people who, who judge people who are addicted to opioids, who are, you know, the, the people doing the judging, uh, might spend seven hours a day watching TV, you know, what I mean? or, or, or locked into their phones or uncontrollably snacking, or we're all addicted to something. Okay. Some of us are addicted to Doritos. Some of us um, are, are sadly uh, found our 
connection made a bond to a chemical substance and that slope is a much more slippery one. So um, I, I think we have to not judge people who are who have fallen into this. Uh, we have to support and hopefully help people recover. But most importantly, and, and this was a very clear truth about what came out of it, uh, most importantly, we have to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. There were people in the audience who had children who had been to rehab multiple times and continued to, to do this to themselves. <clears throat> there, was, um, there was a woman who was brave enough to share her story about her son who had um, a, almost died from this multiple times. She had, uh, uh, he was essentially revived, I think three times so far. Think about that. So revived three yeah. times. So about to die, revived. And then the hook is so strong that he just continued to introduce this into his system. You know what I mean? The threat of almost dying wasn't enough to rock him out of that state. So uh, like not getting there in the first place seems to be key. So early, early, early prevention. If any coaches or parents are listening to this, uh, I don't think it's too early to talk about it. Now, that's where the art of coaching comes in because you can't talk to a five-year-old about heroin. I mean, you could, there's no like taboo about it. I just don't think they'd understand it. I think it's more important to start uh, identifying a couple things about, uh, maybe this is number two from last night, um, identifying uh, that they they are cared for, they are part of a community, they have people to talk to when they are in distress um, and remind them that they have agency in their future and that by introducing these drugs into their system, even casually, right, that, that um, their future essentially in the way they envision it might go away. Um, so really, really getting ahead of it is key. Anyway, very interesting discussion. Super happy to be a part of it. Sunday, what do you know about Sunday? What I know about Sunday is that we are hosting a Beyond Strength Clinic at TC Boost Sports Performance in Northbrook. TC Boost Sports Performance is run by our very good friend, Tommy Christian, also a a past guest on the podcast. I believe that's episode three. Um, And his great staff, uh, a lot of people, I don't want to leave anybody out, so I'll leave it to Tommy. Um, But we are going to be hosting a day-long workshop, which essentially when we started talking about hosting our own workshops. The idea was that we wanted to create a workshop like one that we would want to go to. That's right. Uh, you know, without throwing barbs or shade, as the kids say these days, at, at anybody else doing it. Um, I don't think either of us wanted envisioned, you know, uh, this idea of just like sitting there like for speaker after speaker, hours on end and all that stuff. We wanted it to be a little more conversational. We wanted it to be... Uh, things that coaches could, you know, take out of there and start using on Monday mm-hmm. um, and just helpful in that sense. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I agree with the no barbs thing because I personally love like, like say like the NSCA clinic. Oh, I yeah. love going to those things. Me too. I, I, but not, but sometimes they're long and, and, and dude, I'd go to an NSCA clinic every weekend, it, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the national, I love, I love and to see people, to talk shop, to all that stuff. Um, but we did, we wanted to condense it essentially. Yeah. So we have essentially, it's a half day, highly condensed, highly actionable, um, in terms of the strategies we deliver, uh, clinic. I think I, I'm just really excited. It's the kind of clinic I would want to go to. And 
The information is super valuable. It will help people, whether they are going for athletic performance or uh, enhancing um, their job performance or academic performance or just the relationships in their lives. I think it'll it'll help on all fronts. Um, it is NSCA CEU. You'll get CEUs from it, continuing education credits um, for the day. It's It's certified in that way. We have some great speakers. Julie Burns is just like an expert nutritionist. She'll give some great information out. She's um, she's a nutritionist for the Chicago Blackhawks, among other teams. She's fantastic. Tommy Christian, like he said, former uh, linebacker at Northwestern, turned engineer, turned trainer, athletic performance um, coach, uh, who has trained just, I don't even know how many people he sent uh, into the NFL draft and are now on rosters. Um, but he's amazing at that. And then Charles Tillman, is going to be there. Peanut, future Hall of Famer, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Peanut Punch. Got my vote. He's got, well, he's got two votes, neither of which will count, but um, but he's got two Remains votes. to be seen. Remain- <laughs> That's right. Uh, and we also have really cool sponsors. Backyard, or yeah, Backyard Barbecue is, uh, we're going to have a smoker going. We're, it's going to be a barbecue. The final session of the day is going to be a BBQ&A. Love it. So, so we're going to have our, our day. Uh, it starts at one o'clock. Information is online. Yeah. If you um, want to register for it still, it's, it's still not too late. You can register yeah. pretty much up until the event starts. Actually, if you go on our we're website, have walk-ins for sure. I've talked to some of the people that I've been in contact with. They're like, I'm not going to register beforehand. So screw you guys. Kind of. <laughs> but, but, but I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah. So we're gonna have walk-ups for sure. If you did want to register, um, go on our website. If you tap the beyond strength clinic, tab at the top it'll take you right to the registration yeah, that's the super link right easy now. is it on instagram it's on instagram it's also on our website oh nice cool. yeah cool perfect um yeah so easy to register lots of fun that bbq and a is going to be like all those cool speakers we talked about um what well, you know just a troop like a family of coaches that are in this thing for the right reasons just hanging out eating barbecue talking shop uh and rubbing elbows with a few pro athletes as well so be a lot of fun. There'll be some autographs. It'll be, it's just going to be a cool day. It will be. It'll be a lot of fun. Hope to see you guys there. Absolutely. Hope to see you guys there for sure. And, and the final one. Yes. A great um, segue into another clinic that we are passionate about. Yeah. Like. Well, so we're going down once again to the Power Athlete Symposium uh, in Austin, Texas. Last time, last time we were there, we met some guys who have ca- we've kind of become friends with. At least I, I, I just think they're great guys. Um, Luke and I played football together uh no not together against each other in high school unknowingly but we you know we had them on our podcast and and kind of connected about that but who won by the way uh it was a that's a genuine ago. question i don't know oh actually yeah I actually no, that was when naperville central was like dominant oh okay yeah naperville central won. um yeah they were dominant they naperville central kicked us out of the playoffs two consecutive years in the second round um, and I think one of those years they went on to win state and they're just, they were legit. They were legit. They were like top five in the nation. Oh, wow. That was, well, I'm not going to go into the, whatever Luke can tell you about that. Okay. I'll ask him. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, great guys. Um, Tex is equally awesome. If he ever listens to this, uh, John is awesome as well. Callie's awesome. Just the whole crew down there is really, they're really highly intentional, Good people doing really cool stuff in the strength and conditioning world. Last time when we were down there, um, we connected with some just amazing speakers. Very quick recap: Derek Woodski, I thought brought the house down. Oh yeah, uh, like one of the one of the best 
presentations I've seen at a conference, possibly. And, and the way that they do it, similar to like what we're trying to do on Sunday, is they're cre they create a community around this stuff. So it wasn't Derek up there with, with slides even. It was a conversation between Derek and John Wellborn, <clears throat> talking about his experience, talking about things that were super important to him. Um, and it was just like, dude, he was outstanding. I mean, it finished with a like as sincere of a standing ovation as I've oh, ever seen. Like, totally. it was incredible. It was. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Um, who else? Andy Stumpf had some really cool stories. He was great. Um, I, we wrote so much of this down. Remember Jim that? Steele. We were, yeah, Jim Steele Jim was there Steele, as well. Jim the strength coach at Penn. Yep. Um, who else? Who, who were some of your favorites? Rudy Ru Reyes. We got to bring up Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Rudy Reyes. Um, yeah, just like so many good people coming together and, and, and not just the speakers, um, just like hanging out. Oh, that was where we first met Brandon Lilly also was appeared on the podcast. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we met Brandon. He was a speaker. There. He was just there. But anyway, th there you go. A community of good folks, um, hanging out, talking shop. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it and we're excited to be going back down in December. Raph. Don't want to leave Raph off that list either. I would never because I freaking love Raph. Yeah. <laughs> Raph Ruiz is just um, – talk about a strength coach who does it. That dude thinks differently. Yeah. And, and, I'm in the, and I mean that in the most positive way. Yeah. Like um, the heart of that guy and the mind of that guy, like he gets it. Um, he's doing things with strength and conditioning that, that are just a little different and awesome. Yeah. And his production speaks for itself. He's, he's helped tons of people. Um, and we're leaving people out. We couldn't, we couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point is, Austin, Texas, we're going back down uh, to the Power Athlete Symposium. Cool people. I, I, I know there's still time to, there's time to sign up for our, our Sunday event, but there's plenty of time to still sign up for the Beyond, or uh, the Power Athlete Symposium, I assume. I, I think so, sold yeah. Out. They may have sold out, but uh, wouldn't count on that. Um, you got to check into it. Yeah. Look at it. If you can make it down there, absolutely worth the trip. Um, again, just hanging out with uh, like-minded coaches and talking shop and getting to see a side of a lot of these um, big name coaches in the field mm -hmm. that you otherwise may not uh, yeah. because it's not a traditional presentation all the time. A lot of times it is kind of like, uh, I think it's just like a live podcast, maybe. Some even. of them, some of them are just you know, like conversations. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's super, that's fruitful stuff. You can, you, I, I like the conversational aspect. That's again, what ours is going to be a little bit like, um, you, you want to feel, you don't want to feel like a doctor is sharing his research with you. Maybe you do. At times, I, I like that at times, um, but it's I think even more effective when you feel like you're part of the conversation with the doctor. When the doctor is being um, both, when, when the doctor has his hands or her hands on the research, but also has a great enough understanding of the front and what it looks like to interact with people um, and essentially distributes the message in a way that you can pick it up and use it. So I think all of these things seemed tied to me, which is why we wanted to talk about it today. Yeah. Um, special uh, midweek release, I guess. Midweek bonus episode. Bonus episode. Anyway, uh, to everyone out there who listens, we'd love to listen. We are, at this point, we might have already crossed 20,000 downloads. We got to take a look at the numbers. So thank you all for tuning in regularly. Please continue to uh, share the podcast, subscribe, review, do all that good stuff. Check us out on um, our website. Check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Coach. 
the number four kindness, coach for kindness. Um, and we really do hope to meet a lot of you in person before too long. If you're free on Sunday, hope to see you there. Yeah, come on down to Northbrook. We wanted to give one last shout out to some of our sponsors and partners who are able to make an event like Sunday possible. First of all, thank you to TC Boost, who is going to be hosting the event. Thank you to Backlot Coffee, who's going to be providing coffee. Thank you to Gallery Cafe in Chicago, who will be providing snacks. Thank you to HRP Chicago for their audio and visual assistance on the day of. And thank you to Backyard Barbecue, who is going to be supplying meat and food for the barbecue at the event. And also just a quick shout out to some of our friends and other partners that have been with us from the beginning. Uh, thank you to the Associates Group. Thank you to Hand Armored Chalk. Thank you to Mighty Printing and Graphics in Glencoe, Illinois. And last but most certainly not least, thank you to Second City Prints.